What's up, everybody? This is the Difficult to Please podcast. I'm Erwin. And this is JV. This is episode 10. 10 or is it 9? Uh-huh. I think it's 9. 9. 9. Nine. I thought it was at 10. It's okay. 10 will be the last one. 10, maybe 11. Maybe, yeah. Or it's like 10 plus bonus episode. <laughs> bonus episode. <laughs> Anything we can get over 10 would be like an accomplishment. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. Okay. Nine. So we talked about Supreme and hip hop on the previous episode. Uh, we're going to shy a little bit, a little bit away from that for this one. Kind of. I mean, I guess. Kind of. It's more like a rant. This is just something like that's kind of bothering me. JV old man rants. Yeah, old man rants. No, not really. I'm wearing. I'm wearing appropriate. Uh, the appropriate. Uh, Thick cardigan. I, I can rant. Old man rant. So what are we ranting about <laughs> today? <laughs> uh, pretty much we're going to talk about being too woke. Like the whole concept of woke. Whoa! I feel like <laughs> that term gets so thrown like all the time. Okay. And I, in a way, it's kind of like bothering me. How so? Like... Just be okay. So, just because I feel like everyone has like an opinion about stuff, like okay, this, this kind of has to deal with like a little bit of like political correctness, like being too woke and stuff like that. Sure. And like political, like for, for political correctness, I understand why. Like that's an issue, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it's fair. It, it's a given point. But yeah. then, like the other side is too woke. Like I think political fairness, uh, political correctness, like people need to address, but being too woke is kind of like a little bit too overboard. And you know, like, um, for example, like, do you think people like dive too deep in like analyzing like anything nowadays? I think we're at a stage in culture, and that part, a lot of it, has to do with social media that amplifies what opinions you have. Is it because? you have, like, the platform to, like, even have an opinion. Like, now there's, like, a million voices that have the chance to, like, say, this shit sucks. Then, like, because people never had that before. It was just AOL, oh, not even, like, AOL chat rooms at the time. It was just newspaper, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it was it's just like, newspapers and reviews and, like, whatever social an circles. opinion ed, 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 op-ed in your local newspaper. Um, yeah, I mean... That's Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, like you just yeah, blow yeah, that shit I, up. Yep. Like, yeah. all right, let me just hashtag so I could join this like this conversation. And be like, Game of Thrones season eight sucks. Yes. And it just continues. Yes. But I think eight was good. But okay, the- I lied. Okay, eight, <laughs> eight was I actually. The end of eight was like kind of bad. So okay, so let's just use Game of Thrones as a reference. Okay. Okay. Do you? So the whole thing with um, Daenerys at the end, okay, like a lot of people got really upset about that, right? Because, like you know, there was a lot of things that like, people are saying, like, "Oh, Game of Thrones shows that like it never really like evolved culturally or something like that." Like about like, oh, this is kind of like it shows what happens when like women in our power or, or our women are in power or something like it just doesn't work out or something like that. Okay, have you read articles like that? Um. The thing about, especially with cultural criticism around Game of Thrones, I've 
stepped away from like reading and diving into that because I think what you're trying to allude to like and in this episode and in the further conversation is that it gets too in the weeds, you know, like it's hard to extract and look at the bigger picture when we're, when we're thinking about cultural criticism about game of Thrones. Like for me, it's like I step away, but I mean the, the argument that the show or the executive producers didn't care about female characters. Like, okay. I can see it, but it's not. Do you think it's kind of overreaching? Like it's a grab. It's like it's a grab. Like it's like that's the thing. It's like you get into the fucking weeds. You do kind of overreach because there's things like, um, you know how the like also for like Star Wars, right? The last, uh, the last one with the uh, yeah, the last Jedi. Yeah, people who are actually raging on that shit too. Yeah, right. They were like. They were super irritated that like how it went down or whatever or like culturally like I was okay with it but there was a lot of people who just didn't like it or whatever. Right, and I had actually someone break it down to me about the last uh, the last Jedi, but it wasn't about like the fact that um, Ray was a Jedi. It was okay. like everything else around it. Like there were certain character like Captain Phasma never got developed. Like she was supposed to be like this big thing, like a big part of the story, and then mm. the director just totally like killed her off, kind of thing, and. Um. Yeah, like characters like that, and there's like that whole um, what's her name? That one actress from Westview. <laughs> Shout out to uh, fuck. I don't know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, her. She's cool. <laughs> you should stick. She's cool. And she got shitted on. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. You come back. What is it? Worth it. Huh? That's gonna bug the shit out of me. Westview. Westview. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll look it up later. It's going to be fucking... Ugh. Yeah, so, okay. So, that's what I mean, being, like, being too woke. Like, people are really deep diving and, like, getting into the weeds about, like, almost every little aspect into, like, almost anything nowadays. Like, whether it's political mm-hmm. or, like, cultural, like you said, like, mm-hmm. cultural criticism. Like, in a way, it, like, I don't mind, like, addressing it. I don't mind, like, hearing about it. But then... I think it's just the people who like make it like who spread it like gospel that kind of like irritate me or that like like that bugs me. Or is it is it more like clickbaity content? Like it's just kind of it's just baiting you for a click and for you to read it. Is that the problem, but, or is you just talking about like um, the just the idea that cultural criticism is just so in the weeds? And it's very like minutia at this point. I don't think it's the maybe it's my fault for actually clicking some of these articles, but then <laughs> at the same time, like I'll kind of like listen to people and they'll just talk about it and they'll, like, they'll really deep dive into it. I'm just like, man, like why why do you all take it like why do you inception now? Like there's just layers on layers. I was like, why can't like yeah okay. in a way I was kind of like, well, I didn't see it that way. I saw it like like A B C and that's it. Then I didn't. Or do you think that people's like their own kind of uh, perception and the way that they've consumed media um, so far in 2019 and you know, from school and from out of school. You know, we talked about media uh, literacy here right. on the podcast in mm-hmm. previous episodes and seasons. Uh, plug, what's up? 
stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they've, um, not a mass, but they've, they have the, um, the tools or rather of cultural criticism. It's just, but then we're at a point where it's just hyper focused and you can, you're able to, or someone is able to think about something. Fuck, I don't, this is like very convoluted. I'm trying to fucking. No, it's fine. It's a very <laughs> convoluted thing. That's why I'm like, I'm ranting about it. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that what if it's people that have encountered cultural criticism in a different perspective that um, has that we've went through, but then they just think about it in a different way, and it's just very minutia. Because no matter what, people are going to bring their own uh, biases and whatever, right? And like how they read into media. And that's why we have so many fucking conspiracy theorists and shit right now, right? <laughs> I'm trying to wrap this shit up. What's up? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's like, okay, they, they bring these experiences and fucking um, norms, but then you're like, fuck, man. Like, this is a lot. Like, it, it sounds like everybody's different, but it's like... Plausible? Like, fuck, man. It's No, because I'm trying to to, to riff the, sa- the same idea. Like, we are like a very... My, like we're in the weeds about cultural criticism, especially right. yeah. like in 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 talking about Game of Thrones, talking about Star Wars, and then any other thing that comes across uh, our content, you know, whether it is blogs and being clickbaity and shit like that, and like underrepresentation and stuff like that. Well, that's that's its own thing. Actually, I have nothing against. <laughs> Representation. That's why there is a Vietnamese girl in Star Wars. What's up, Westview? Westview. It's gonna fuck the shit. And she's main character. Woo! You think she's gonna get a bigger role in the next episode? Yeah, I hope so. I hope. Well, at least I I hope like she's like part of the cast. Like, I don't see why not. Kelly Marie Tran. There you go. There you go. What's up, Westview? I 07. Wanna, I didn't want to stereotype like the last name. No, I, didn't. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to be racist. I don't want to be racist. I didn't say win. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that's, that's one thing I was trying to avoid. No, okay. But like, just to go back on, like, you know, just to continue the topic of being with too woke, it's like that one SNL skit where they're like the woke jeans, the woke Levi's or whatever. Fuck, I didn't see that one. <laughs> or they're just like kind of parody, parody, parodying. Fuck, I can't say it. They're just parodying. They're, they're mimicking a Levi's ad, but then they're using all these like woke tropes and the, the, the pair of jeans is like, like genie pants. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like, yo, I like my jeans woke. Stay woke. Oh, shit. Reptar. You <laughs> <laughs> licked my hand. I tripped out for a minute. What's up, Reptar? That's woke. Oh, my God. No, but I think we're in a we're in a moment where the idea of, like, the term woke is like, what does that fucking even mean, you know? Right, right. Maybe that's, like, also one thing I want to talk about this episode, too. Like, what does it mean to be, like, super woke? Like, like part of me thinks, like, Part of me thinks it's like, oh, come on, Reptar. Reptar, get off. Reptar, down. 
That was he a misses, moment. He misses Uncle JV. He's going to miss Uncle JV. He's okay. It's okay. So, yeah. So, like... Woke, woke, woke. Woke. Woke, woke. Term woke. The term woke. Like... So, like, it's one of the things I kind of wanted to talk about this episode, uh, this podcast, too. Like, maybe I'm just, like, not clear what that means now. Because mm-hmm. part of me thinks it's just, like, criticism everywhere. And, like, and I don't know if it's, like, a combination of, like, having a voice and a bunch of self-help books. Like, suddenly, I read, like, you could read, like, Ted and you're like, all right, I know how to approach the world. And let me, like, spread this gospel to, like, everybody else. Or something like that. And, like... Maybe when I hear that shit, I kind of just like, like it's cool, I guess, and like mm-hmm. to a certain extent. But but then if it comes to a point where you're kind of like pushing out other people, that's when like I guess when it bothers me. Okay, like for example, I'm trying to think of a good example. <laughs> it's hard just because I haven't like been away for a while. Like <laughs> the way In I a approach- hyperbolic time chamber or what? Yeah, like the way I approach my wokeness is like I keep it to myself and I'll like I'll go away and that's it. And like. Be like Yoda, or like be like any other kung fu. That sounds like a fucking like, like a Zen master. He just fucking see. That's what I mean. Like just Zen masters chill, are man. super like Zen masters and like kung fu masters or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're so woke that like they're like All right, I'm just gonna abandon society in general. <laughs> like let me go to a monastery in the mountains, <laughs> or like I'll be a a clay farm or. What is it? A ceramics <laughs> maker. He's gonna make pottery. He's gonna make pottery all day. Terracotta pottery. And then somehow also be like a master at the Zen thing. <sighs> but yeah, like What's up? Struggle City. You got it. No, it's like I'm trying to like think of it from like other perspectives too. Like honestly. what's the other perspective you're concerned about? It's too much, man. No, that's what I'm saying. There's like, because everybody has a platform, everybody can make a YouTube video. That's why we have fucking so many conspiracy theories. Alex Jones. Ah! Oh my God. Not again. (laughs) No, but yeah. So there are like, what is too woke? What the fuck? You know? This is like an existential question. We're just going to keep repeating it and thinking we have the an answer and shit. We don't have I don't the think we're going to have the answer Fuck to no. it. I was just curious about it. I think to a certain, like, we could probably, like, move on from this soon, but. <laughs> Grasping at straws. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> 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 it's too much. I think people should turn that shit down. But maybe, like, maybe I'm just not aware of it. Maybe, like, someone could tell me, like, oh, you're just not open to, like, Oh, okay. man, if someone listens, they're like, JV is so ignorant. Like, he refuses to listen to other things. Like, he refuses to listen to, like, the problems in the world. I'm like, no, it's not that. JV just, just listens to Vox and NPR. <laughs> listen to, like, less opinionated pieces. <laughs> but, yeah, that's it. That's, that's my little rant about being Wokeness. too woke. Yeah, about being too woke. But then, okay... Just to segue into our other ones and uh, our other topic, uh, you know, wokeness is tied to some sort of education, uh, whether that is in the classroom or out of the classroom. Um, hopefully, and I think this is like my my optimistic worldview is that like by the time you leave high school is that you are able to 
conceptualize information, fucking be media literate, actually like think about the content in a really critical way and not have to always have a reactionary clickbaity piece, uh, 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 you know, uh, because I, I think that's, that's where we're at right now. Everything is fucking clickbaity. Everything is formal, always, you know, like a think piece. There's always a take. Um, and, and, you know, full disclosure, we have our own takes and, you know, yeah, but it, you know, we try and be critical of the information and Correct. just really slow down and think about what that means to us, love bigger picture things and all that. So do you think like, uh, so when I'm like listening to like certain influencers and what like whatnot, and they're saying like, oh, like stick to this routine or do this, like I read four books a month or mm-hmm. I like educate myself like every week or something like that. Like, would you consider that like being a little, like, would you consider that too wokeness or something like that? If like everyone started following those steps? Like everyone, like the average person is like, I'm going to make it to book, make it a point to like read four books a month or something like that or whatever, like educate myself and stuff like that. Like every single month. What what you're describing to me sounds like you're just trying to self enrich yourself. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's, yeah, that is actually what I'm saying. Oh. Maybe I saw that like in a negative way, but that's like in, the way you said it. Like, wait, you're just so, like you're just just trying to read more and educate yourself. Like, what's wrong true. with that? There is actually nothing wrong with that. I mean, you might be ha- have to be critical of your content or the thing, the things you're reading. Yeah, but yeah, I guess there is really nothing wrong with that. Just educating <laughs> yourself. <laughs> what? We just cut this episode in half. Then, hey. <laughs> That's fine. This is like 20 minutes in. Yo, making this episode short. What? <laughs> I guess my only, like, my grab with it is when people try to make it, like, gospel or, like, telling other people, like, But that's, you're like, not what Gary Vee does all the time. But he doesn't go around telling, like, you're living, like, your life wrong. This is, well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe to a certain extent he does that, but... I guess what bothers me is when people tell me, like, say, like, oh, no, you're living your life wrong. Because, like, this is what you should be doing and how you should be doing it. Because that sounds, like, very, uh, uh, like, sales pitchy and shit like that. It does. There's, like, I I get that vibe, I think, from the the millennial hater, Simon Seitel. Seitel. Simon. I'll give a fuck. Simon <laughs> he hates me. <laughs> He doesn't hate you. He just wants, know, he just wants people to like to know like their purpose and like act on it. Like, see, that, that's the thing. It's like, is that being too woke? Because what the way you're describing it is like, that's what he kind of does. He like points you. Like he like he agitates you and makes pieces of content to make you like uh, rethink your yeah or re- like trying yeah rethink your like appealing to some kind of value that you're like. I want to improve myself. And then you're like, oh, and you feel shitty. <laughs> you're like, oh, I guess I don't value family after all. <gasps> I just value supreme shit all day. <laughs> Here we go again. I had to do it for you. It's fine. I don't have anything on supreme this week. It's fine. It is what it is. Okay. I'm going to shit on it. Then. Anyways, <laughs> go for it. Supreme got to make their own designs, man. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. That's my woke part about Supreme. Well, then, okay. Because I know you wanted to uh, tag team um, 
not tag team, but piggyback of education and yeah, self enriching yourself. So self enriching, like, is that? That's good. I think people should do that more often. Like, I'm all about self enriching. So then, okay. I feel like I just totally backpedaled. You just back. It's fine though. Like, okay, I totally you have those moments where you're like, "Oh, I get it now." Maybe like the, it's a new perspective. Okay, That's right. Okay. Maybe this whole episode is like JV wrestling, like <laughs> information in his head. Like this is me just getting it out. It's like, but I think it's so bad, but it's also so good for you. <laughs> And everyone just has to hear Jamie's crazy ass rant. What are you talking about? That's you just backpedaled completely. Yeah. Like, Jamie, right. you just finished your degree. Yay. Yay. But is it needed? Okay, then. Because <laughs> I thought that's what we were going to talk about was the uh, the the value of higher education. Okay. O- okay, originally, we were going to have a guest for this episode, or the topic at least, but... Because of there are bigger things at play, we're doing at least maybe a part one to a future part two or sure. whatever. Okay, then yeah, I would respect that. So then, um, higher education. Now that you finished your bachelor's in healthcare administration, what are your thoughts on just higher education in general, and how have you uh, experienced and approached the the system, academia, and all that? I- so I don't like the system. I believe in higher education, but I don't. I don't like the system. I don't like our current like system at all. I think that, um, like, I think we overvalue college sometimes. I I understand like if you're coming from an academia point. Like for me, when I think of always academia, I always think of research and like people are, like, you know, like the original point of academia was to like expand your knowledge about a certain field, right? Right. But then like. Not everyone's like that. Like, not everyone wants to like be so enriched and stuff like that. Like some people just want to work. You know, I think some people would rather like there should be more options for trade schools and stuff like that. People to learn uh, different skills, different whatever whatever they need to do to accomplish a job. Like what well, we did say in episode or uh, season one, we did say yeah, that. Yeah, yep. we're you know like more coding classes, more welding classes, more whatever. You know, like yeah, it's all good. Like I, I don't think we should ever like devalue like other jobs and stuff like that. Okay. And then, like thinking about it now, like I, I am grateful that I, I took the class. Oh, like I took the class because it actually I learned more outside of the class other than like what I learned in. Class. Like, are you saying you learned more being on the job, or, or you're just saying you learn by reading and all that stuff? I think it's hard for hospitals because you really have to like you really have to reach for a position versus like somewhere where it has a little bit more flexibility about like climbing up. Like okay. For me, it's like, well, the only way up is becoming a pharmacist. Yeah, and I think, okay, that's part of the the issue with um, the institutions in in healthcare, right? So uh, especially healthcare. There's maybe maybe some of the uh, engineering stuff. Yeah, but with engineering, like you could learn it. Like you can learn something. Like you can build your skills. Yeah, on, on, yeah. On top of something. Like for me, I can't really build my my skills on top of something. Like. It just expands like horizontally, or well, maybe, maybe not horizontally. I'm just thinking like, um, maybe not like computer science, but more like the traditional engineering shit. Like you know, like building like uh, civil engineers or like aerospace engineers, right? Um, those people who have like PhDs, just because they're really good at like 
science you know yeah that, <laughs> but, that makes a little bit more sense like i understand i kind of understand that because like with like those science degrees yeah you're like expanding knowledge like you're you're creatively using your knowledge to like build upon build upon like principles and stuff yeah. like that and then in the med like in the medical field it's like it's it's unfortunate in that and all the entire institution is that somebody like yourself who's who's worked uh in the pharmacy for was it eight years now yeah eight years yeah. eight years but it's like you can't you have a cap because you don't have a degree or like an, an advanced degree right and even with the advanced degree like i can't even do work in my own department like right. if i really wanted to go i would have to like sh- like shift out or i'd switch out i had to go somewhere else either i'd have to go to like another company or i'd have mm-hmm. to go with like um, somehow become a manager or something like that or yeah. move to like uh, corporate or something like that. Yeah. Like those are my only options. It's, and it's crazy. But maybe that is how it is with like, I think that's how it is with um, hospitals in general. It's like, because like, yeah, it's you, like, you're meeting yeah. like certain regulations. Like there's no room for creativity to like yeah. find different horizons over there because you have to meet rules. You have to read like regulations. Yeah, because it's like regulations and, and uh, policy. Like, policy and insurances too, you know? Right, so like, you have to like fall fall in line with that. Maybe it's a little different, like in a different career, where mm-hmm. like you can like, all right, let's take a risk. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't do that at a hospital. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> you let's can, take a risk here. Like you can't, you can't just show up, you know, tomorrow with your resume. Like, I'd like to be a doctor, please. You're like, that shit doesn't work. Like, you know, <laughs> let's try not giving a patient that because you know the opioid crisis and stuff like you that. know, like, th- yeah, uh, there's there's things like that where like you. You have boundaries within your role. You can't give, you know, cert, like certain advice in your role. Right, right, you know? right, right. Like the best I can even do is though, like even though, people. Yeah. yeah, even though you're you're qualified for like a certain thing, you and then in the time that you've been working, you've learned techniques or you've learned more about certain uh, drugs and all that. But you can't, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know about the effects about the X, Y, and Z, but you can't be like, you know, you should probably take this because you're not a fucking doctor or yeah. a PA or anything. Or you know? a pharmacist. Or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're I just, can't do that shit. You're like, I feel orders, bro. <laughs> yeah, I feel orders and I commit to like commit to them. So yeah, like, but at the same time, like, maybe there are people who are like are okay with like that, right? You know, there there are people who are okay with like line work, and that's fine. Like, yeah, and totally I, fine. And I, I understand, like, and I understand that. And, like, the people who, like, work towards, work toward those, like, positions, like, yeah, go, like, you should be, that should be okay. Like, be fine with that. Do you think your role as a, as, as a farm tech is one of those roles that would be replaced by automation? Yes. Without a doubt. Yeah? Easily. Yeah. It can be. I think pharmacists in the future would also get somewhat replaced, too. I think in a world that is going to, they're not going to need that many pharmacists. Just because I think um, computer AI will be <laughs> computer AI will just be fucking so wrapping all this shit yeah. up in one episode. Let's get it. <laughs> it's like the recap of the season. But yeah, it's like they will get to that point where it's they can do that analysis themselves. Like usually, you have a pharmacist who like look at labs and stuff like that, or like make judgment calls on like, oh yeah, because of like X, Y, and Z, we don't recommend this. It's like you know what I mean. It's 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 like a. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like gamer talk where you're like, oh, you have like a fucking aimbot or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, like if you have like, you know, a heads up display that if you're a doctor and you want to prescribe something and you have an AI saying like, you know what, actually this person with this XYZ gene and like their family history and shit like that, you should like, probably... And they're like, here, some recommendations. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, that's less thinking, but okay, cool. Exactly, right? There's, right. I can see that shit happening in like right, we, 20 we, years. Right, years. right. So, and like, the re- like, so when I was talking about um, what I learned outside of, like, when I was doing the degree, right? Yes. What actually got me into reading was because when I was reading like my textbooks, I'm like, no, there's like a lot more like real world application to this. That's what got me into reading in the first place. I was like, no, I could I can augment like my lessons with like different management skills. And that's how I got into like finances and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, shit. I felt like I learned so much more like outside of it okay. in a way. Like, okay. Like my supplementary education with like my degree at that time, like. I felt I learned I learned a lot more there and like finding like what you should learn or finding like those like really rich books and like whatnot have been more beneficial to me, more applicable to me rather than like a textbook, which I guess like that's what it should be in the first place. Right. Like the school is supposed to be like your guiding line, but not like not your know all. Right. With education and uh, from your point of view, because you're you're able to. um pick up information and then apply it elsewhere. Um, and it just helps the education along too. Education, huh? Yeah. Like it builds up on it. Like if it says like, Oh, hiring should you X, Y, and Z strategy. But then like, you'll read a different book where they talk about that. And like, they'll give you examples why you're like, okay, that actually makes a lot more sense rather than like giving me, it's like the, the cross definition. And like, here it is. Huh? It's like cross training your brain. Yeah. I guess that's a, that's a good point. It is cross. Cause you're like, Oh, Hey, like, I can use this principle into the other, like, facets of my life that I... Yeah. Right. So, okay. Now, so do you I, think that education should be like that? Or do you think education is like that? I think it should be like that. Unless I totally miss something out in college. <laughs> or unless you're just, like, a very talented person. <laughs> like, I... You're really good at studying. Or, or not even study, Or just, like, a naturally curious person. Like, maybe I'm someone who really loves academia and I really want to know, like, more about it. Right. And so that's why I was like, but aren't you like at this? I don't, I don't want to say like weird, but you're at a, like a very niche spot because you are like a very creative person. At the at the same time, you're in a very rigid scientific scientific method fucking field. Like this is like this weird juncture. It's very unique, and it's like, is your brain fucking wired? <laughs> <laughs> the same way that other people's brains are? Yeah, that's what I'm, like, wondering, too. That's why when I was, like, finishing all this, I was like, man, like, management, like, it, there's room for, like, there's definitely room for, like, creativity and management, for sure, right? Like, right. for my degree. That's why I was like, maybe I need to, like, branch out from, like, a hospital or something like that. Or I just, I probably need to go to corporate or go to, like, a different business or something like that. Or a different nonprofit or something. So, like, just thinking about just our audience and our listeners and shit like that. If if you went through the system at you know uh, academia in a later stage in life, like in your you've started to finish in your l- late twenties, early thirties, like yeah, right. Versus like going to college and doing the same kind of like a process and an application of like ideas into other arenas. Do you think that that, that would even happen for you? 
or was that even a thing for you? Like, were you doing the same thing? No. Is it because you? I wasn't. Is I it because of the doing. life experience you had, or like your I, career? It's definitely. Experience? It's definitely the life experience I've had. Like, it's it's definitely the life experience I had. <laughs> so you actually brought up a good point when you talk mm. about like if this is like if I was a college student and stuff like yeah. that. Like, so I'm gonna ask you the same question later too. But so if I if I had like a chance to redo college, like how would I approach it? Like it would be a lot different right now. Yeah. Like part of me thinks like I wouldn't. I, well, part of me thinks I should just went to an art school. That's the number one thing. <laughs> but we talked about this in in in, in off air like conversations. Episodes. Like you fucking, it's hard to be an artist in San Diego for it one. It is. I mean, shout out to my friends that I've done who have achieved so much. Yeah, uh, you guys in, put in work. I didn't put in work. Yeah, that's like why I, you guys deserve it. I, I'm complaining because I, I didn't put in work. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like there's there's people who've done it, but it's also like the starving artist struggle. Like mm-hmm. we knew we know that it was going to be hard to be artists and creatives in San Diego without, um, at least in our like youth centered minds, like without s- selling out, quote unquote. I chose security. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. we chose security. Like, it's a, some sort of like security, right? Right. I agree. So, do okay. You and Rhino read a lot, right? Uh, we do more of the audiobooks because they're very oh. easier to consume. Okay. But, yeah. So, go ahead. but yeah, yes. do you, you guys? Okay, you guys take intake like a lot of information a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you think? necessarily reading all those books like are super beneficial or do you feel like sometimes it's just like regurgitated information um i find that the really good stuff is uh appeals to my intellect in a very simple way that it it merely tells me something that i already knew right right so like for example like when when I was reading up on keto or any kind of like diet that's non-processed food based, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the principles are like, yeah, like we're eating too much fucking sugar. We're eating fucking too much bread. Salt. Salt. We're not drinking enough water. Eat more vegetables. Lay back from fried food. You're like, oh, oh yeah. That's actually makes a lot of sense because we're fucking, that's, we don't, we don't move as the much. American diet. That's what I'm saying. It's like. Yeah, it tells me things I I knew, but it's like, yeah, actually, if you just do this, you'll lose like you know, X amount of weight and fucking, I'm addicted to fucking sugar, like a lot of Americans and shit. So, do you think a lot of these like quote unquote like self help or self improvement books are kind of like ways of people telling their story? Yeah, definitely. It's like, for example, I know we use Gary V a lot here. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary V has a very distinct way of presenting the information that um, also Seth Godin fucking presents the same information. Right. It's about just committing and finding a niche product and going all in on that. Or right. finding rather a niche audience and presenting them with a service or a product that helps them get better or something that you truly believe in, right? But like Seth Godin does a very like temperate approach and a very like um I don't want to say wisdom-like, but it's very measured versus Gary Vee is like, 
appeals to like some sort of like visceral emotion or like it's like he's like a fucking salesman you know he's a really good salesman because he fucking appeals to a lot of emotion that is a very good point actually i like the way you broke that down yeah because like they both like they're they're both echoing the same thing and this is funny a lot of people echo the same thing it's you could usually be like right up to find your niche go hard on it yeah and put in the work it's literally the same thing but just appeals to a different like uh, generation in a way so, like Seth Godin will apply to like a lot of like older people but then Gary Vee will apply to a lot yeah, of because, younger because people yeah because of yeah the way that Seth Godin is very measured or like even Tim Ferriss you know they they come from that same kind of cloth where it's very measured mm-hmm. uh, whereas Gary Vee that's why Gary Vee appeals to a lot of the youth a lot of rappers uh, a lot of artists because it's very visceral mm-hmm. and it's kind of like that motivating like that motivating persona that he uh, he, he uses Right. So it, I, I think it's kind of interesting lately that he he has like people like accuse of him of like work like he like t- like Gary Vee is like a promote promoting like working yourself to the bone kind of thing, right? But mm-hmm. then he had to like like defend himself on that. He's like, no, not like that. Like that's not what I'm trying. I'm not trying to say work twenty twenty hours a day or something like that. Like like you got to take care of yourself. You got to know your priorities and you. Mm-hmm. And whatnot. Like it, so, I think it's really, really interesting. Like when you compare those two together, I think that actually made a lot yeah. more sense. So I was wondering, like, if, like, so maybe I'll ask you one. What out of all the books you read, like, if you could choose one that kind of like summed like all the different concepts, mm-hmm. like, what would you like have people read? Like, if you're like fresh out of high school, like if you had a nephew or something like that. Like my situation, for example. What's up, reupt? <laughs> you gotta do work, man. I fucking shout out everybody. You just everyone's just shouting out. So like, because I remember my nephew and like actually one of my friends asked me. He was like, "Dude, what should I read?" Like they asked me one day, like, "You read a lot. Like, what should I read? Like, what way things gonna like get me started in life or whatever something like that." I was like, "That is a very interesting question. I guess that was like the biggest inspiration for me to write uh, for this episode." Oh, okay. Because so, what like, was the book that you? So I, that was hard. Like I read, I had to go through like so many different books. I'm like, okay, I think the best book I want people to read, like if I could, like uh-huh. tell one person or tell people to read, is the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Okay, and I think everything else is just one of those seven habits, but t- mm-hmm. like told through someone else's story. So that's that's like one the the personal MBA is another book I would actually recommend for people who like want to be like self-sufficient entrepreneur kind of thing like people who kind of like want to create something i think like whether you're an artist or a businessman i I think you should work right like the personal mba then like if you know nothing about finances i think you should read i will teach you how to be rich by ramit sadi and he just released a 10-year anniversary recently so that's actually like a really good book like if you know nothing about finance well that's a great time to plug audibletrial.com slash difficult to please uh, JV's recommendations uh, I they are in the show notes uh, and you can actually get all these books on audible too hey hey hey, hey. <laughs> so sign up at audibletrial.com slash difficult to please for your free trial yeah you get two free uh, you get one free audi- audi- audible book and I think one original with your free trial so check it out that's what's up. That's what's up. JB was talking about, or he was asking my recommendation uh, for a book uh, to a 
like a you know like someone is a fresh out of high school like a 19 year old or someone who needs like that that next push for it yeah um so one book i would recommend is the fresh off the boat memoir by eddie wong um yeah because this was you know right before he got uh like super famous right um so a lot of the book contextualizes what he went through uh not only what was you know fictionalized from from the tv show but growing up and you know being a teenager uh and you know him going to law school and then him finding his way into new york being in the streetwear scene and then uh finally opening up uh his restaurant Bauhaus in new york and having this kind of tie to hip-hop culture and being a part and like he brought all that experience of being this Chinese kid that was originally uh, from uh, the D.C. area, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, DMV, and then moved to, to, to Orlando into this rich, you know, middle class uh, Jewish neighborhood. And then said, fuck it. I'm going to law school in Pittsburgh. And then I said, fuck it. I'm actually going to go to New York and practice law there and fucking open up a restaurant. So it's very inspiring. And that's why I, I, for me, I attach myself a lot to that book because the way that he um, presented himself in the book, the way that he approached his story was very authentic. Mm -hmm. So like if you ever read Eddie Wong's like tweets or his blogs or anything that's written from him, that's like the its entire book, so it's very easy to read. And there's a lot of like streetwear references, you know, that because he did at one time also make t-shirts and shit. And when he was living in New York, right, and he was hustling on digital gravel, so it was like a long time ago and shit. Nice. So that's one book. Uh, it's inspiring, um, just to be like, oh, okay, like this dude, you know, he uh, is not from New York, but he just like embraced New York and just fucking did it. He's not a chef, like he he. In the book, he explicitly states like why he beefs with he at least beefed with uh uh other famous chefs and stuff. Fuck, well, uh, I know it, David Chang. Like why he beefed with David Chang. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's interesting. So uh, a lot of it, it's because of like people, you know, when uh, he came up doing Bauhaus and the Bows, they compared his Bows to. Uh, David Chang. David Chang. He's like, fuck, I don't want to be compared. Like, I'm fucking me. Like, I'm not French trained. I'm just a Chinese dude cooking. Yeah. Like, it's like kind of like putting like street food against yeah. like a formerly trained yes. person. That makes sense. Um, And then The Purple Cow is fucking like uh, one of the first Seth Godin books I ever read. That was the first set. Um, so it's a lot of, in terms of running a business and trying to, uh, Get yourself to a, a point where you want to uh, find yourself above the noise. It's a great way of kind of uh, introducing you to an idea like how you can approach that. Word. Especially like in streetwear. Like it, like I know we talk about a lot about streetwear and Supreme. It's like, and there's always going to be brands popping up every year, every day. We get, I get served a fuck ton of Instagram ads still, you know, for streetwear. Gosh, like, I hate Instagram ads. Yeah, right. I get served all the fucking time, especially these like anime fucking streetwear brands. It's really weird. Like bait and stuff? No, like, um, it's like anime apparel. Like it's like these takes on like 
Dragon Ball and like One Piece um, and uh, One Punch Man. Like, <sighs> it's like the back of a Spencer's or Hot Topic kind of thing. Yeah, it's just like, uh, it's, <laughs> it's not as cool, but I mean, it is what it is, but it, yeah. It's too much going on. Yeah, and just to go back up, <laughs> to back up real quick about the, uh, just the purple cow and, and you could apply that to, you know, how you can approach yourself to, um, applying to new jobs. Uh, how do you stand out when your resume is, you know, just a bunch of words? Like you got to fucking like find a separate way. Yourself. Yeah. You got to separate, separate yourself, um, from your cover letter to your, uh, job application, resume, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like memoirs, huh? Memoirs for me, especially in the audio book form, because they're very digestible because it's like, oh, it's someone's life. It's someone's life, and they're just talking about their life. It's basically a blog. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's why I've been kind of getting into more memoirs lately. I, mean, yeah, I love listening about yeah. people's lives. It's yeah, like, no, it's I think that's what I like about the Ground Up show too, because mm. another podcast. But shout out, shout out. But yeah, like. I love the fact I love hearing other people's stories. Like it's sick to me. Like I love hearing like what sacrifices people had to make to like do what they do. And like that's why I like I'm okay with where I'm at now because I I remember this is one time I had like this problem. Like man, I should have done that earlier. I should have just done that. I should have just done that. I'm like oh, okay, I'm not in a rush to just do it. I think just to riff on that, it's a uh, I think part of being in your like 30s is like finding this peace. Finding you're getting closer to a piece that you didn't really achieve or get to in your twenties. That's like, oh, like I could have done that. Why didn't I do that? Right. Oh well. Like, but it's like I'm here now, man. I'm like, fuck, we just do it. And I give it to like so many I give so much props to people who like who just did it in their twenties. Who was like fucking like was kind of fearless about it. Yeah. Which is sick. Like I that's like one thing I wish I had, but then I'm like, well, okay, whatever now. Like that. A season's pass. Yeah, and then you can just build upon it. Right, right, right. So, so I had seven books. I had four so far. I think next four would be like Essentialism by Fuck Greg with Graven or something. something. I, I'll get. I'll put in the show notes. And then like The Power of Habit by James Clear. Okay, Reptar. <laughs> and then <laughs> like. I really did. You ever listen to the War of Art yet? The one I told you. I oh have, yeah, you didn't remember, like the voice. Like, I, I in my Audible, I have War of Art, but then I swear that they use like a stock dude to stock read bo- read audiobooks because it sounded very the same rhythm as uh, the philosophy of not giving up, not giving a fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. shit, it's the same dude. I'm like. Ugh. Like, I don't like this. It's boring. It's a great book, but it's boring. I'm like, fuck, I might have to like actually read it, read it. Like, Got I- it. <laughs> yeah, so I think like, oh, the seventh book would be like, oh, I wouldn't even actually. The actually Bible. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm sorry, the Quran. Or anything. <laughs> I don't know. Any religious textbook. <laughs> the Eightfold Path. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Seven Sage Path? Seven Path Sage? Stupid. <laughs> You dumb. <laughs> Just kidding. Everything is about anime and nerdism here. Gotta get back uh, to the fucking yeah. core core mm, values of this mm. podcast. <laughs> Speaking of nerd, I'm just kidding. No, but yeah. So those six books I would like I think like everyone should read just to 
Like, if you really don't know, like, where to go or something like that, or, like, or what, like, what you should have your next chapter in life, I think, like, those would give you, like, a good idea, give you, like, a ground foundation basis and whatnot. I think there's there's a book coming out soon by Bobby Hundreds. But it's already out. Is it? I think it's already no, out. No, it's pretty or, pre-ordered, no? Oh, still pre-ordered. I was about to actually mention that. Like, <laughs> are you going to get the Bobby Hundreds book? Because uh, he's doing the audiobook, too. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually more interested in getting the actual book book, like Why? the hardcover. Why? Not on the Kindle? Why? There's, for me, like, I'm just a fucking purist about books. Like, if I really wanted a book, I'll fucking buy the book. Like, I have Eddie Wong's books in paper form. If I had a place, I'd definitely have coffee table books, and that wouldn't be on there. Yeah, along right. With, like, along with Pharrell's books, too. <laughs> Which I don't know how it disappeared. I think my brother has it, so I can ask him. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's like uh, I was watching Full Size Run, the Complex show, um, uh, right before you got here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just briefly mentioning in his book how like how he 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 and Ben uh had a lot of tension surrounding their move to distribute at at zoomies at the malls and shit like that okay and they're just yeah it was like a big point of contention just because uh it went against the idea of exclusivity which drives a lot of what streetwear is right right like you can only get at one point in time you can only get the hundreds either at the flagship or one of the skate shops right right versus like that's how street culture kind of is yeah yeah so is it because they thought zoomies and um all that was like too commercial like is too it, much to the masses or it was like, like it went too it was to like masses. at the conflict was the values of what the hundreds is in streetwear and but then uh when you look at the bottom line it's like he was saying how like this was before e-commerce was big mm-hmm. and that like how do you get your product in front of the people who are going to buy it, but you're being, you're putting a cap on yourself because you're, you're, you're running against like this exclusivity. Like it's different, obviously now. I, mean, I hate talking about Supreme, but we always fucking talk about Supreme. Like, right, right. Like how you can only buy Supreme from either the stores or online. Mm-hmm. But then it's like the hundreds was never about that. About that super, super exclusivity. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Get his book too. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's wrap up. We're at 56 minutes. Yep. You got any over unders? <laughs> <laughs> um, Toronto. Uh, Toronto as a city? No, Toronto Raptors. <laughs> Toronto as a city is probably underrated. Um, yes, very underrated. Toronto Raptors Toronto. are. They're still underrated, man. They like, are. are you rooting for them? Of course, man. I'm not going to root for the Warriors. I'm anti-Warriors. I, I've told this to people who don't understand my fandom about like when I don't have a pony in a race. It's like I'm just anti-dynasties. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's why I'm anti-Patriots. I'm like, fuck. I don't care about the Patriots because they're a dynasty. Oh, I don't I want them to win anymore. I thought you were going to say something like, oh, it's Kawhi. That's why. Well. Obviously, that's like the layered part of it. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard, 
probably the greatest basketball player to come from San Diego State. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, that's exactly. what I was hoping you would say. Yeah. You, you go, yeah. <laughs> I thought that would be the reason why. I was like, oh, everyone. I mean, that's a big part of it, but a big the the main reason is like, fuck, I I was gonna cheer against Milwaukee if they got into the fucking finals. Like, fuck, I, or cheer for Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So you're just like anti dynasty person. And it's like I if the if it was the Warriors and uh. No, I'm sorry. If it was the Raptors and like the Trailblazers, I'm like, oh yeah, I I best like, I'm I'm gonna go with the Raptors because it's fucking Kawhi. But Got more it. of like right now, it's like oh, it's because I'm not a Warriors fan. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting answer. I like that one. Yeah. What you got? That's it. No? <laughs> I just want to hear your thoughts about the NBA. Everyone's oh. been talking about it lately. That's why. You're like, oh, NBA, basketball. Basketball. Um, you know Complex Cons in now? Chicago. 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 I wanted to go. So they're not doing one Long Beach anymore? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. It oh. kind of sucks that it's Chicago. I mean, it's cool, but it's not cool. It's cool that it's Somewhere else. It's some, it's, yeah, definitely not on the West Coast or the East Coast. It's like, oh, it's in the Midwest. Yeah. It's Chicago. That's cool. Yeah. Chicago's sick. Um, Chicago as a city, overrated, underrated? Underrated. Really? I think it's overrated. Why? I don't know. I've been there twice and it's like, eh, it's cool. I don't know if I want to go again. Okay. Like, pizza's good. Okay. Steak's good. So it's like you'd be there for a weekend and that's how you're good with it. Like, if I had just, like, the Tony Bourdain, rest in peace, uh, like, layover for 24 hours or whatever, less than 24, I'm like, yeah, I'd be good. Yeah, same. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's how I Because it's like, I, I'd probably, if I was there for less than 24 hours, it's like, yeah, I'll get pizza. I'll get fucking a steak. I'll go to the Art Institute, check out the exhibits or whatever. And then I'm like, okay. Good. That's it. So, what about New York? Um... Shit, I don't know, man. Maybe just rated for me? Just rated? Just because, like, New York is bigger than Chicago, and there's just because, like, the neighborhoods are... I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking myself out of Chicago. <laughs> uh, no, that's fine. Maybe, like, if you think... Uh, no. Maybe, no. I probably... I just wanted... Like, I've never been to all the, like, the boroughs in New York, so I'm like, I don't know, dude. No clear opinion? No clear opinion, just because. Even though we've been there like a couple of years, yeah, times that's already. like we've yeah. been there. New, like we've been to New York at the same time. Like fucking, I probably go again. Yeah, I'd just go because again. like it's, New York. it's not. I feel like even when I visit New York, it's the like two one time, two times. I mean, I've visited like three times so far. Oh shit! Yeah, you visited more than me. I flew out just to see an art gallery. Come on, man! The Murakami show, right? Mister, Mister show. Mm-hmm. Wrapping it up? Yeah. You got this so, you want me to do it? You got it. <laughs> I'm just listening to you. Well, we're ta- in this episode, we're talking about uh, the idea of wokeness and this prevailing thought on social media that you can be too woke just because you're like lost in the weeds about um, your own criticism or other people's criticism um, that sometimes you forget about the larger picture. Correct. Um talks about an education um jb's experience with uh academia and how it was uh helpful at a time 
but it's also um what he just how to say there's other there's other methods of approaching like a different stage in your life like you don't need to go to academia it's it's good for you like for yeah for what you want and like if it's like if that's your path there then yeah take it but there are there are different routes don't think that a four-year college is the answer and we recommended some books yeah <laughs> read a book read a book dude. or listen People, to a book didn't they say that in um what's his what's his name matt damon in uh goodwill hunting he's like dude you can educate yourself in a library and like be in just as knowledgeable as like yeah he did say that something like that i don't know the exact quote that's not the exact quote <laughs> no i totally understand i i remember that i think he might his character might have been talking to robin williams yeah something like that yeah it is yeah and uh yeah this is a uh, this episode was about jv wrestling <laughs> the idea of this is, walk and, like, this is fucking jv's therapy in. session basically this is this is my therapy <laughs> session so thank you it really makes me rethink about the concept of two walk. Oh my god! And self enriching. I separated two, even though they were actually the same thing. Oh. All right. Well, I'm I- gonna eat this chicken sandwich from Helen Ray's. Ray's. All right. Later. Thank you. Peace. <laughs>